welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 407, I'm welcoming back to the show my friend, Carrie Trotter. You know, if you can get to the place where like, okay, God, you know, then you realize you are my hope and stay. You know, that gets technicolor. That gets real. It's like, I am not my hope and stay. My previous identity with health is not my hope and stay. Mm. My expectations in the future, those are not my hope and stay. And so if you are my hope and stay, I'm with you for always. I don't want to eject from you. So this is where you say you are with me. This is the last episode in our six-week series that we've been doing to go along with my new book, Right Where You Belong. And today's episode is important to me because in writing this book on identifying and occupying your God-given spaces, I didn't want it to just be this concept of shiny spaces and platform building, but more embracing our part in the spaces we've been given to occupy. And sometimes those spaces feel more like prisons or they're unwanted or they are waiting spaces. And so Carrie and I are going to talk about that today. Carrie is an author, speaker, amazing woman. She's a mom to three. We have walked in real life community together and she does amazing ministry online. She is a Bible teacher. And so I wanted to share her with you today and her story Uh, She is in the book. I talk about her a little bit. So I just wanted to expand on that story in this episode. Also, if you've read the book and you want to leave a review, I know authors are always asking you to do that. Well, to motivate you a little bit more, we're doing a giveaway. If you leave a review on Amazon, that's one entry in the giveaway. If you leave a review somewhere else, that's a second entry. And we're giving this away to three lucky winners. You will get a $25 Amazon gift card. You will get... DMA merch of your choice, and you will get a one-on-one Zoom call with me to discuss your God-given space. So click the link in the show notes to enter the giveaway. We Right now, I think we only have like eight entries, so you've got a really good chance of winning one of those three spots. I hope you do. I appreciate you reviewing the book so other people can find it. Let's get right to my conversation with Carrie. Here we go. Carrie. It is about stinking time that I had you back on the podcast. Holy mackerel. can't believe it. It's so good to see your face. (laughs) What a journey we've been on together, right? Wow. We really have, Heather. I think you were one of my very first friends that was like just hard Jesus loving, loving people when I landed the plane in Dallas in 2014. 2014? 10 years ago. Holy cannoli. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know it seems uh, unreal, but we have chartered some territory sister. (laughs) Well, and it's like, like our paths cross and then it's like, you kind of fly away and then you kind of come back in my route. And I'm like, oh, yay. It makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. And then you kind of fly away and then you come back and I'm like, and now you're just down the highway and it's freaking fantastic. Um, Right where you belong. Shipped out to sea and then I wash up to shore and then I (laughs) ship out to sea and then I wash up to shore. Oh my goodness. It's so fantastic. And every time we collide, I'm so energized and excited. Heather, you are just one of those friends that just makes like the spirit of the Lord in me leap. 
Uh, And so it's always so good to get back with you. Well, I'm honored to share you with everyone because you actually are in one of the chapters of the new book. This is our last episode of the series and it's a vital episode to me. It's like, it was really important. I included this chapter in a book about your God-given space because I think we idolize callings and I want to focus on assignments. Mm. I want to focus on, man, it's not all rainbows and roses and platforms <laughs> and big things and non-for-profits. And we are often assigned to the hard places and they don't look like palaces. They're more like prisons. <laughs> and I felt like journeying with you and I've had my hard spaces and I share those in this chapter, but your hard spaces too. And I was like, let's have carry on and tell more of this story. Cause I could only include so much, um, in the okay. chapter, but I'm going to read a little bit and then we're going to get into that part. Is that okay? That's incredible. And apparently it. they're delivering some massive equipment. That's awesome. They're doing if work you can in my hear backyard. It, I'm so sorry. So that's great. No, that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. So this section starts one remaining freedom. That's the title of the section. While standing in her garage reviewing the day's plans, suddenly my friend Carrie could no longer see her husband, even though her eyes were open. To add to her challenge, a massive snowstorm had shut down Dallas for the previous few days and had led to busted pipes and no electricity. Thankfully, the roads were clear enough and the hospital close enough that they were able to get there and figure out what was going on in Carrie's body. Unfortunately, an MRI revealed gray polka dots on her brain and spine, evidence that her body had been fighting. Based on the neurology, doctors handed my friend Carrie a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. A month later, I sat in Carrie's living room, held her hands, and with full confidence said, you have been benched. This is an assignment, not a disqualification. I knew her heart's desire to minister, teach, and guide others to know God more fully. Enrolled at the time at Dallas Theological Seminary, Carrie sacrificed time and energy to go deeper in on the things of God so she could shine a light more brightly. While she was hopeful to teach and lead others into the glorious good news of Jesus, she found herself in the prison of not knowing if her legs would carry her across the room, let alone hold her up on a stage. (laughs) Oh, I'm making Carrie cry because this is real and we are coming up on the anniversary of this diagnosis. And so talk to us like, I mean, I don't want you to have to go back, but. No, it's so good. This is like other people are in their have their own yeah. diagnoses or places right. where they're finding themselves and they're like, God, what I had big plans, like this? not yeah. just even for myself, but like to glorify you. Yes. What the heck? Yeah. And it's almost like uh Zig explained to me like you hit a, a unexpected cataclysmic car accident. Mm. Like, you know, just like you're just driving along and bam. And everything just stops. The whole world stops. All plans stop. Your ideas, your expectations, everything is just, bam, it just stops. I remember too. And then you're immediately ushered into the cycles of grief. I mean, instantaneously, because then it is comes in waves as there's greater revelation to the cost of whatever it is that's happening to you. Mm. And then it's the, you know, and the tears come because we've rolled past the, it was actually February 19th. 
was the day I had uh, what in multiple sclerosis world would be called an exacerbation or basically like it's a perfect storm for your nerves. Everything just explodes. It's a lot of times women my age have just turned 43. um, But at that point, it's a lot of times that's kind of how it's discovered. It's hard to diagnose multiple sclerosis. I want to go back a little bit just for those under the umbrella of autoimmune that could be listening because I feel like that's a huge part of my newfound community, which, you know, we can get into, but I mean, it's part of your, one of your boundary lines. We've been talking about boundary lines is now yes. you are in this space of autoimmune peeps. That's right. Yeah. And Psalm 16, the Lord draws my lot lines. I mean, yep. he holds my lot secure and this is my lot Yep. and indicating a beautiful inheritance. Like this is what he had for me. And so, you know, it's so difficult and people walk so often with bizarre body symptoms and and things that are happening to him. And I'm not immune from that. That that was happening um, to me. However, I, I was not categorizing with multiple sclerosis up to February 19th. Our family had been through a lot of other situations causing extreme stress. And there were different variables to our life at that time. But on that day, it was just a perfect storm in my body just decided today's the day. I still remember that moment. And I am filled with emotion because I think that I've been studying a lot about loving kindness because I think we don't just want love. Love is cheap. Love is it's it's lost its meaning lately. Yeah. yeah. It just is it's it easily come, easily goes. Love is, yeah. you know, uh I don't know. It it just doesn't have its meat or roots, but loving kindness. I think when we think about the word loving kindness, uh, there's such an association of the spirit of the Lord. And I can still remember that moment. It was a moment. It wasn't a second. It wasn't an instant. Even it was a moment. I can still remember standing in front of my husband and my body had been in pain, but as women, you know, we just discount. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. Oh, it's snowmageddon. Oh, I mean, it literally was like the world shut down, but it's already (sighs) also, I know it's your birthday. It's like two of your kids' birthdays, birthday. and we, we all know huge. what this is. And <laughs> I know how you celebrate, and this is not a small thing, <laughs> no matter what age your kids are. This is still like a lot for the mom. We are all holding all of, and this was so 2021. Much. We'd already That's held right. so much. I mean, That's like right. if y'all can relate. Yeah. In, ta- in, in that time, I'd moved my family yeah. physically to a, yeah. from this different state, and that was our sixth move, you know, our seventh move. Mm. So, you know, there were variables where you're just kind of like, it's fine. It's fine. I need more coffee, which is the opposite of what I needed. I need just a nap, which is probably definitely what I needed. But in that it was a perfect storm and my nerves just, it just shut down. And I can still remember in that moment, almost this feeling coming over me that as Toby was going away, my husband, Toby, and it just felt like I couldn't see him and I, I wasn't passing out. It just, he was going away. I felt the Lord say, it's me. I just, I just felt him say, it's me. And, you know, it's hard to grasp because I didn't know what is you, what's happening. You know, you're like, I just can't see my husband. Is he writing the Taylor Swift song before she did? (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Hi. Sorry. He's not the problem. He's the solution, but (laughs) you know, and that's what I'm saying in those times of the moments of diagnosis or when you're hit with something and there was it's instantaneous and it's progressive on both sides. Um, you know, in my story and we can get into whatever yeah. part of my story you want. Yeah. To, but. Well, I just think we're, 
the reality is, and I want whoever's listening to think about this, like what hard space have you been assigned to right now? And it could be life is going great all over here with Mm -hmm. you and your career, and maybe even your marriage is great, but then you have this kid and this one issue with this kid or this parent or this sibling or a friend. And it's Mm -hmm. like that hard space. I want you to lean into it. And I think what I recognized is when I looked at the Bible and the examples of, you know, Joseph being mm-hmm. sold into slavery and how did he respond to being in prison after being falsely accused by Potiphar's right. wife. And he yeah. used his gifts right where he was. And that was That's how right. God delivered him. And then mm-hmm. Victor Frankel, have you heard of him? Yes. Yes. Man search for meaning book. Yes. It sold millions and millions, millions. and millions of copies. Wow. And he was a, yep. um, I'm going to get this right. A psychiatrist Mm -hmm. who found himself in a concentration camp for three Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And the way he got through that hard space was to find meaning in it in the moment. And so he said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any, any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. But he was like, what he did is he saw himself in the future in a well-lit room and people in comfortable chairs. And he is teaching them about the psychoscientific aspects of a concentration camp. And so then he became the study, like he's studying himself. He's studying all that's going on with the people around him as if he's taking information for this future lecture. Mm. Mm. And it's like, even Israel and their led us, you know, into Babylon. How did they respond? How did, how are they instructed to respond? And my own story, how was I expected to respond? And I feel like God said, how often do we try to plan our escape? Oh, yes. Yes. Instead of wait for his Uh, deliverance. It's exactly, yes. Okay, where are my business owners, managers at? Hiring is challenging, yes. Do you love a challenge? Also, yes, but you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. You need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed is a powerful hiring tool that can help you do it all. They streamline the hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. They have Instant Match, where over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job and stick around for an exciting code so that you can sponsor a job. Because one of the things I love about Indeed, they have everything right where you need it. They have all of these assessments. They have an ability that when a candidate, you invite them to apply, they're going to be three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. So that invitation is key to getting the match that you need. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. This is the exciting part. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post 
at Indeed.com slash DMA. This offer is only good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash DMA for Don't Mom Alone. Indeed.com slash DMA. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, I. that is exactly right because... And it goes to the bedrock of our faith. You know, God has given us freedom of choice to mm-hmm. choose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not this demand. It's a freedom of choice. And when we choose, it does activate love. And I, like I said, it activates loving kindness as opposed to uh, almost like this military expectation. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, especially those, and I love the examples you used, you know, Joseph in particular, that was not by choice. He didn't choose his circumstances. And more often than not, everything you just touched on, no matter what circumstance, and no one is immune from this, right? (laughs) So there are many things. And one thing that it taught me is that my physical presentation can look very much like everything's well, everything's great. Um, But my internal presentation may say otherwise, that there are other things at play. And I think choosing, how do I frame this? Because these are my days, Like Mm. this is my, these are my days. Like, and I think, you know, early on, you know, in cycles of grief and it just is forever, right. You know, once you come into something that is just, like I said, just like, wow, it just hits you. And it could be a relationship that breaks and you didn't expect it. It could be a diagnosis for yourself or for your child. Um, and that just breaks you. Uh, and, and then you're met with the choice. Okay. How am I going to choose this day? And ultimately it's what you serve. Do I serve a living God? Am I choosing to put my affections on a living God and serve him? Or am I going to serve what ultimately is telling me it can't be fixed? You know, I, this side of eternity, I can't fix it. And I love how you said, we I said before we push record. I, my hand hovers over the eject button every day. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to eject. This is it. That's it. I can't take like anymore. I've, I've had, I've had it. Yeah. I've had it. That's it. I'm ejecting, but to be stayed. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful part of, you know, my story, um, which February 19th was when I went into the hospital, spent four excruciating days in testing in, in the, multiple sclerosis testing, MRIs, CTs, heart things, blood work, spinal taps, things that you're just submitted to. You have no choice. You know, your body is just submitted to it. Fear. Oh, the fear, yeah. like fear, fear. Because you don't know. That because you don't know. Be, and, I, and that's literally what Frankel says. He says the yes. thing that actually caused the inmates to lose their hold, their inner hold, like you were mm. saying, like sticking with it in the waiting Mm -hmm. is they didn't know the date of their release. How long is this? Is this five years? Is this getting worse? Am I losing more? I don't know. The unknown is like what you lose your hold on. You lose your hold on. That is brilliant because that's exactly what happens. And then spending a year after that and thinking, and I can still remember when the neurologist came in the room and gave the diagnosis. You know, my husband and I were standing there and there was a phenomenal nurse that was standing by just caring for me, caring for us. When we heard the information, I think I said, okay, 2,500 times. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. 
you know, because there's lots of imagination. I could go even beyond multiple sclerosis, you know, so I was like, let's stop there as long. I, I just want to stop there. But my husband's first question was, okay, so, but if she does what you tell her to do, it will go away. And the debilitating part of autoimmune and the autoimmune community is no. And I still remember hearing him say no. And it was like, ah, like, you know, it just felt like it was like another gunshot. It's like gunshot for the diagnosis gunshot. It's not going away. It's gone going away. So you're, it's reframing your whole life. And the liberating part of that is if you can situate your heart and it takes supernatural strength. It is not in my flesh. It is not in our, we cannot do this. Like, but if you can offer, okay, God, whoa, like I cannot, I can't even understand this because it changes everything, you know, and immediately you go to the end of the story, you know, I'm a six on the Enneagram. So immediately it's like, oh, I'm waiting you know, for every the, scenario, everything, every restraint I could possibly turn, you know, blah, 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 blah. but you know, if you can get to the place where like, okay, God, you know, then you realize you are my hope and stay, you know, that gets technicolor that gets real. It's like, I am not my hope and stay my previous identity with health is not my hope and stay. Mm. My expectations in the future, those are not my hope and stay. And so if you are my hope and stay, I'm with you for always. So there, I don't want to eject from you. So this is where you say you are with me. So this is where I am. And it doesn't, you know, people would ask me and we'll get to that place in my story. You know, we're coming up on March 3rd, which experienced. I got another thing to read about that. So just, okay. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So I want you to, get well, to I want to, I want to tell something, a practical tip in that you are my hope. You are my stay. What is yeah. the thing that you do every day? Still a practice yeah. to find that grounding in him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's what I think I was getting to is people would ask me almost instantaneously, are you praying for healing? And I was like, yes, are you crazy? Yes. Every single day I'm praying for healing. And that was, that was a part but the most part was, Lord, help me learn well right now. And it would be, you know, you gave me a book. You, Heather, gave me I a did? book. You, you, oh, I yes, thought you were trying you to gave me Jesus. a book. Jesus you gave, gave me a book. Gave okay. me a book. No, by <laughs> Heather McFadden. Okay. I gave Heather, you a whole You, whole you gave me a book. You gave me a book and it was called Struck by Russ Ramsey. Oh, and yes. And it was altering. And in that, he quotes a, a quotation. He says, I didn't know I was a bell until I was struck. And we don't know what God has for us truly until, you know, I'd love to connect on my strengths. I really would. I would love that I connect best with others on my strengths, but that is just not the way. The way is we connect deepest by our weaknesses. And in those weak places, we drop down every pretense, everything that I think keeps me stable, everything that I think I'm made of, you know, this tough stuff I'm made of. And, And we are left with just I am just found in Christ. And the practical thing I did was I started reading books by those that had suffered well. Hmm. You know, anyone that had suffered well. I After I read Russ Ramsey, I've given that book to so many people because it was like a navigation system. And I say people that are coming alongside others that are praying for healing or in a diagnosis that is life-altering or have something that has died, a marriage has died, a child has died, a job has died. Whatever just a loss. dream yeah. has died. Yes. Yeah. If you're walking along, let them read something and then read what they highlight. Yeah. 
Because mm. I think sometimes we want to fill in the blanks. This is how grief feels. This is what we should do. This, you know, these are our 12 points for those people. But it's like, no, no, no. Read what they highlight. Because what they highlight is going to be like, oh, why did you highlight that? What what resonated there? And so you start to see the way of the sufferer. And so, you know, it would be like practical steps, like, uh, you know, and practically, Heather, honestly, I had to get really good about articulating my feelings. And I am a feeler and people would say, where did you have to talk about your feelings more? <laughs> and um, But I had to get really good at saying, um, you know what? I'm celebrating today. Today I woke up and my body is not hurting and I'm on fire from head to toe. So isn't that great? And then, or it would be the next day. I'm so mad at what I lost. Like I'm so mad at what didn't go right. I'm I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. What is, what does she get to have this? And I have to sit here or just being authentic and honest with myself, my people and the Lord. That is very practical. And it sounds a lot easier said than done because it's difficult. When you told me you read a passage now, even mm-hmm. what passage mm-hmm. of the Bible is bringing you grounding and comfort? Psalms 118. I've yeah. started a practice of reading Psalms 118 every day out loud to myself. I just started in the morning. It's always been a meaningful passage to me because I think it shows the gamut of human emotion. You know, you're, I love you. You're my loving kindness. You're in loving kindness endures forever. Everything's great to I'm surrounded by swarming bees. Like I, I can't do this to you are my strength and my song in verse 14. And it is, you know, interesting because Psalms 118 actually shows up at the beginning. You know, you talked about escape and wanting escape, but to be stayed, to wait on the Lord's deliverance. Yeah, It is so critical because yeah. it is it is in total. This side of heaven, we're living between the now and not yet. There are mm-hmm. some things that are have been healed in my body. There are other things I'm still waiting. Yeah. But Psalms 118 is actually the anthem of victory. The children of Israel sing on the other side of the Exodus. It shows up in Exodus 15. They, this is their anthem. Then it shows up again in the middle in Psalms 118, the same psalm. It will show up again, Isaiah 12 says it will show up again in the end. So this is our anthem. Hmm. And it's interesting that it says our strength and our song in verse 14, the Lord has become my strength and my song indicating it didn't just happen overnight. I didn't just snap my fingers. It's just something that in our darkest moments where it's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be isolated in this pain. I can't be alone anymore. Sometimes we're not alone. I've never been alone, but it is lonely. There are lonely places we walk. And in that loneliness, I think that's where we say, do not leave me. Become my strength and my song, which ultimately in original language means my strong song. Yeah. So it is not just separate things. It is a unified piece that he becomes our strong song. So I say it to myself every morning, regardless of what I'm walking through, you know, and I'm so I'm just fumbling oh, mess most days, but just Lord, be my strength and my song, be my strong song at the beginning, in the middle, and be the strong song at the end. Carrie's story reminds us that Life can change really quickly, and I want to help y'all as parents, as busy families, to be set up so that you aren't caught off guard, and I love that I can connect you with Fabric 
because Fabric by Gerber Life helps protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices could mean potentially significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Life insurance can have a bad rap for being complicated, but Fabric makes it easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. It's all online, on your own time. If you need extra support, they have licensed insurance agents to answer your questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can cancel at any time. Fabric was specifically designed to give parents like you affordable term life insurance, plus wills, access to college savings funds, and more, all in one easy online experience. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Get your personalized quote in seconds at Meet fabric.com slash DMA. That's meetfabric.com slash DMA. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash DMA. Policies insured by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. I'm not even kidding. Right before I'm going to record this ad, my friend sent me an Instagram reel of a comedian talking about how a podcaster convinced her to sign up for HelloFresh and how it was more complicated than she imagined because she didn't choose quick and easy. And in the end, she ended up loving the food. Here's why I love HelloFresh and why I pay with my own cash dollars every week. On Saturdays, my box arrives and I know that I have four meals I can feed my family without thinking. I don't have to plan with the grocery store list, uh, getting all the ingredients or this last minute, oh my gosh, I forgot to get X, Y, and Z for the recipe. I also am loving that everything tastes good and that it's healthy, hello fresh. These ingredients, the reason it ta- might take you a little longer is you're actually chopping vegetables that came from the farm less than seven days before. So you're getting really good food that you're feeding your family and that can help with your mom guilt a little bit, you know, how we're always feeling guilt about something. I love that I'm feeding them great food that they really love. My mom was in town recently and so I I didn't have to worry about what am I going to cook my mom for dinner. I picked out some HelloFresh meals. She loved them to the point that she's like, I think I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get the two-person meal so that I can even use it a second night, cook once, eat twice. I want to help you guys out. I want to help you because it also, you save money. It is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than getting takeout. Can I get an amen? Because that's what we're going to do last minute if we don't have a plan. I'm speaking for myself. So go to HelloFresh.com slash DMA16. Use that code DMA16 and you're going to get 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash DMA16. Use the code DMA16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. And hopefully you'll agree with me that I've found HelloFresh to be America's number one meal kit. And I love that you said that so much (laughs) because to me, this example of escape versus deliverance is Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, 
flesh is put on it. When I look at the example of Paul and Silas, they're in a literal prison. Mm-hmm. It says their feet are in shackles, which means they're not getting up to go to the bathroom, which means they're going to the bathroom on themselves in the innermost cell, which means no windows. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I was like, and how did they respond mm. with their strong song? Girl, because Mm-mm. they had an audience. It said the prisoners were listening. You have an audience, even if it feels lonely there, That's right. you have an audience and, and it it's not a stage and you haven't been invited to speak at the greatest Christian conference, but you have an audience. Who are the people and how are you choosing the strength in his song? Because here's the deal. Paul had Mm -hmm. just witnessed God's deliverance of a girl from the demons. And that's why he's there. The the owners of her were like, you just took our money away. We're not so happy about that. But he saw that God is capable of delivering. So he knows that God is Mm -hmm. outside of that space. We know our God is capable. So we cling to that song. And then what happens? The walls literally shake. They mm. literally fall down yeah. and they don't leave. That's right. And I'm, I was like, wait, Paul didn't just like run out. Why did he stay mm. in the space, even though mm. he could escape? Mm-hmm. Because souls matter. That's it. And the, and the guard is saved and his whole family is saved and legacy happens and ripple effects happens because he fully occupied that space. And then the next morning, the guard says, I've talked to the people, go in peace. Shalom, peace. peace. And that's how we want to exit our spaces. We want mm-hmm. to go in peace. So I'm going to read your peace escape oh, is not yeah. what happened. You were delivered. Okay, wait, let me get to it. Okay. So this part of my book got spilled um, on yesterday with green slime. And I <laughs> feel like that's so perfect. The I most appropriate handle. thing. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I was like, well. Carrie, I would give you this copy, but the green slime took over. I actually want it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, oh, it's so interesting. Mm. Look what it says. I wrote this. What's happening? It says, (laughs) when we go into suffering spaces, we are not alone. You just Mm -mm. said that. But also because we carry God in us, we can be a blessing even in those places. That's right. So on March 5th, 2021, a few weeks after my friend Carrie's diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, I texted her praying right now during your infusion for God to move through the treatment, to heal the lesions, to do the miraculous. Mm. I'm not lying that on (laughs) March 5th. So we're recording this. What? March 2nd. Yeah. uh Okay. Here we go. March 5th, 2022. I was Mm -hmm. standing and worshiping with Carrie crying tears of joy. We were literally at a conference, just worshiping together. Just two days earlier, a neurological appointment. So that means March 3rd. So that's yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she Actual. was told yeah. that there was no indication of multiple sclerosis in her body. Yeah. So unreal. It's unreal. And I think because the, the tears come, because I think about all the if I can say this hellish dark night, you can say it's in the Bible. You can say cuss <laughs> words in the Bible. Dark yeah. The shadow of the valley. Yeah. Shadow of the valley and learning, you know, walking well with Psalms 23 and walking slow mm. and being with in, in those shadow places where, you know, 
Psalms 23 and Psalms 91, where it says underneath your shadow, you know, but also competing shadows of the enemy taunting you, telling you, I mean, it's just constant warfare of will this night end, you know, and, you know, I, you said something tangible, you know, prayer, it sounds like it's so like, oh, you know, but prayer and worship, it is a war response. It is our offensive response Mm -hmm. to say, I will not be slayed. And I'm thinking of once a month, every month, I would give myself an injection. And right before I would read a liturgy the day before a medical procedure from Every Moment Holy. And I've had Which the pleasure. Which is a fantastic book. Oh, of, of communicating how profound that actually was for me. Read it every, and, you know, people would say, what would you do every, you know, that we would do that. And we would all as a family unit read that, not knowing, like, no matter what, this is changing me. It's changing my family, it's helping me know you better. And so then to go on, it was immediate. It was an immediate miracle, meaning immediately it was like, oh my, immediate miracle. And then it's been progressive, establishing the the goodness of that miracle, which I think is almost like what you mean when you go in peace. Like Mm -hmm. that's where it's like, you you continue to walk with the Lord. You don't Mm -hmm. hit the eject. Like you just get, you know, I just want freedom. I just want out of this. I just want to stop. Yes, that can be real. But when we are stayed with the Lord, even albeit imperfect, we get to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living based on peace. You know, he is our peace, our strong song, our hope and our stay. And so, but then the goodness of it was the sovereignty and just the order, the way it ordered itself that on March 3rd, you know, the Lord would have known, you know, that happened. And then two days later, he knew already. I mean, I was already planning to be with friends in sickness, even, you know, if I was in sickness, but to be with my people and to praise, uh, to praise through a dark night and then to praise into a bright day, (laughs) uh, there is no, and to do it the Lord's way. I'm kind of, you're so right. You're like, (laughs) Go in peace doesn't necessarily mean, and now you're not no longer suffering. You're just going, going is an Mm -hmm. active verb. That's it. You're continuing on your way from one space to another, but maybe it's, you're still going in the suffering. Paul didn't stop being imprisoned. He didn't stop being persecuted for his faith. He's just going now with the peace of the Lord. Strengthen the Lord. Yes. More content to know the Lord does come through. Like you cannot, I mean, it's like an indestructible feeling. Like there are lots of things that are not the same yesterday, today, and forever. But that sounds like a cliched Christian thing. But to those that are listening that have walked through the hell of a dark night or are walking through the hell of a dark night and you question it, you're like, God, you know, you mentioned going to seminary or whatever. And the purpose a lot of that, I feel like the Lord keeping me in those for apologetics and evangelism is because of Carrie Trotter. You have to sit and be like, no, this is what I believe and why I believe it. Because yeah. those dark nights, that's what they do. Because then it, it's tested through fire, tested through hell, tested through dark. And on the other side of it, it's almost like you hold this incredible capacity for compassion. And you have a propensity for forgiveness because you're like, I can't believe I've been alleviated this. And and so the little things that used to matter, they just don't matter so much, you know, and 
you want to help other people be stayed at their position, stayed at their assignment, and you yourself understand better. You know, you said the audience, my audience is largely like my my children and my friends and my people. Yeah. But the value of seeing transformation happen life on life, oh, it's indestructible to my And heart. if we if we each did that. Mm. God's not asking us to do more than that. That's it. He's not saying, will you please gather 10,000 followers so that my name can be great. If that's what he assigns you, great. great. He's not be saying that's, that's what I need from you. I need you to be faithful where you are with what I'm giving you in the hard and the good. And and it goes right back to Deuteronomy 6, 5, always for me, Heather. And I've said this to you a million times, but to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, regardless of the thresholds I walk through, whether that mean complete joy and celebration and all positive blessing, all that abundance, or if it means walking through the threshold of hell and being like, okay, wow. So my role right now is to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might. And I love how Psalms 118 goes for four verses. It says something and it says, uh, for his loving kindness is everlasting to know that his loving kindness back to me is far greater than anything I could ever give him. It is everlasting. Well, and it's that with, I hear the word all love the Lord your God with all. Mm. So if it's all my mind, mm-hmm. when I'm in those places and my mind is filled with fear, my mind is, it's like, I've got to call out that fear. I've got to reconcile it. I've got to talk to God about it. Like David does so that I make space for the all to be filled with the loving kindness. Like I can't be holding both. Mm -mm. They -mm. will come. It's we're humans. Mm -hmm. We are still humans, but to do that internal work, like you were saying and spend energy there on, wow, what is distracting or pulling or filling where love for God could be filling. We're like, it it takes trust. You have to trust. You have to trust that God is, he's stabilizing me. I have to trust that in my being stayed with the the position that God has given me or being stayed in whatever it is, that there is peace on the other side or there's peace within it. There's peace around it. You know, I, I think it is, it's more profound, I think, than we understand. But if we are able, and it, it you know, just real boots on the ground kind of like idea is, it is just having a collection of people like, three to five people that, you know, whether you see them every day or not, I feel like you're, you're one of my people that sits at my wisdom table. And I've talked about that, that I can just say, Hey, this is the real, real. And that's it. And you could be really honest, whether you see them every day or not, you know, deep calls to deep, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a spiritual connection and it's praying, it's praying. And there's being honest, honest with yourself and honest with the Lord about where you are. And he is so faithful he really is. There is no temptation that has overtaken us if we are his. Like, and that means the temptation to be, you know, I, I have to release my hand from joy in order to hold a hand with grief. I can hold grief and joy at the same time. Um, and there is no temptation that will, you know, if but it takes me being honest with myself and honest with the Lord and honest with my people and honest in prayer, I think, um, in order to to be stayed in in the assignment God has given me. Well. I'm honored to get to share you. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? We'll put the links in the show notes, but just like a quick, like if they want to keep learning and growing and becoming with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so great. Well, I'm 
I hop on Instagram. I love sharing real life on Instagram and saying all the words, Carrie.trotter. Uh, but then also at CarrieTrotter.com, I keep it real simple. And there's lots of links that you can follow on my website where you can join subscriptions and follow along at different places I'll, I'll be. But, but really, uh, my prayer for your listeners today is just that they feel um, a tangible presence of the Lord in loving kindness today mm-hmm. and that where they are is super valuable wherever that is, whether it's speaking to thousands and thousands or speaking to two, that that is so, so very valuable. Um, and I really love and respect them for where they are. Yes. They have I love and respect benched. you, Heather McFadden. They haven't been benched. They haven't <laughs> been, they're just assigned. This is it. You're not That's missing great. anything. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank you, the moon of you and the world and all of the things, the celestial things. I (laughs) I love you, Heather McFadden. I love you. Thanks, y'all, for joining me in this six-week series that's gone along with my book, Right Where You Belong. I hope it's been an encouragement to you to hear various stories of different spaces that my friends have been assigned, and I hope you've resonated with some of these stories. If you are in a suffering space, I want you to know that you're not alone. I know we say that a lot, but I also recently read a verse that's super familiar. It was pretty much on every Christmas card this last year. Uh, it's Romans 15, 13, and I wanted to start my prayer time with it. Lord, um, I pray that whoever is listening, I pray that you, the God of hope, would fill them with abundant joy not Pollyanna joy, but your joy that comes from your spirit and your peace that can oftentimes not make sense in our circumstances so that that they would be so full of joy and so full of peace that can only be explained by you that by the power of the Holy Spirit, they can abound in hope. And that hope is endurance and comfort that you provide, Lord. Endurance to keep going, grace moments by moment, and comfort because you don't want what's happening, like the pain. You grieve, Lord. I know you grieve with us and that your heart aches at the brokenness in this world. And I pray, Lord, that we would trust you, that you are redeeming all things, that you are moving the needle forward, that we cannot always see the why of the suffering, but we know who is walking with us through it. And I pray, Lord, that we would lean more on what our response is than trying to use mental energy to figure out why this is happening or to blame you when you could be the one healing and sustaining us through it. And so I pray for whoever's listening and is in that space, whether it's with their kids or their family or their work or their Uh, job loss or whatever it is, Lord, that you would be their ever-present help, comfort, sustainer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that Carrie's words and the scripture that she shared is comforting you too. I pray that you connect with her and that you are continue to be encouraged by her. I will meet you back here next week. Uh, We're getting back into parenting a little bit more. I also... I think I'm going to do something a little unique this summer. It's not officially in stone, but it would help me. You know, we always do a summer of mentorship. If you have a specific parenting issue that you can summarize in a short little clip, 
call my phone number 972-246-8699 and leave me a message that we may use in our Summer of Mentorship series. We'll use your little clip and then possibly I'll have a mentor respond to your need. So the number again is 972-246-8699. You call it, you'll hear a message from me. And then when you record something like a you would if you called a friend and you left a voicemail, I get it. I get that little voice message and we can save it and we can use it in an upcoming episode. So, all right, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next year. <laughs> I'll see you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.